All right, today's a solemnity. The solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. And you probably already know, so solemnity is the highest of the sacred days that we have. You know, it's like a ferial day and then an optional memorial and a commemoration and an obligatory memorial and a feast and a solemnity um, is at the top. So the church herself puts this day on par with Christmas or Easter. It's a big deal. So high mass, high altar. Why? Why is it a big deal? Um, here's how I think of it. Think of the state of the world right now and the church to a certain degree. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. There's a 4,000-year-old conflict still raging in the Middle East. You know, uh, tensions that were uh, once cold in Russia are getting a little bit hotter. Uh, the Far East is Far Easting, doing what it does. In the church, uh, well, in the world in general, we continue the slow march in our country toward totalitarianism. And then in the church, concrete example, Bishop McElroy is made a cardinal, and Bishop Strickland is forcibly removed from his diocese. That's pretty much all you need to know. It's a wild, wild time. So I want to do uh, two things. I want to remind us of a couple of things and then make a recommendation. Firstly, the reminder is the world and the church have always been wild. Idealism is a false philosophy. There was no time when it was all going awesome. Like it's just always been wild because the world and the church are made up of people and people are fallen and people are power hungry and people do bad stuff. You build anything with a group like that, it's going to go off the rails pretty fast. And that's just the state that we're in, in this fallen world. But in that context, what does Jesus promise us? What does he promise us? He promised that the integrity and the efficacy and the endurance of the church would be up to him. Not up to us. It's up to him. We could try to destroy the church. We've certainly done that in the past many, many times. We can try to destroy the world. It's been the history of the whole world. And he's basically saying, like, he will make those things last until he returns. It's up to him. It's just simply up to him, not up to us. So what we're experiencing right now, uh, it's not the worst it's ever been, and it's certainly nothing new. That's, that makes me feel better. <laughs> okay. It's just always been like this. And secondly, king... Rex isn't a fun title that the church thought of for Jesus. It's a very highly precise theological statement that she's making. Jesus is divine. In his life, death, resurrection, he becomes the antidote to eternal death, the biggest, baddest, darkest thing around. He conquers it. So, Currently, there's nothing left for him to conquer, and he has no rivals. That's called being the king. You're at the top. So that's why we celebrate him in this way. It means that he has absolute power over absolutely everything. 
And if we think of him in any different way, and there's a lot of complex little temptations to think of him as lower, because that's how the secular world thinks of him, we've just deviated. He has absolute power over absolutely everything. That means everything that gets us stressed out, bent out of shape, worried, things that we have absolutely no control over, all of that is easy for him. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. It doesn't mean that what's coming at him is easy. It just means that there's no such thing as a hard thing if you're God. He can handle it. And I think of it in my own prayer life, in my own contemplation, as he has so much power that we can rest in it. We just rest in it. We're trying to get to the point basically in our spiritual lives that we can just rest in the power of Jesus. Just rest in it. I don't know about you, I'm not very good at that. I'm not very good at that. In fact, at times I'm up in my tiny little chapel in the rectory just kind of like worrying to myself rather than talking to God. It's just like an hour of like little worried thoughts and then the sign of the cross at the end. And I think that's a big temptation for a lot of us, and I have that temptation as well. And honestly, I have not reached the point in my spiritual life yet where I can just totally get rid of that and stop doing that completely. I have found something that is very, very helpful, though. You might know what it is. I've been sort of beating this drum for uh, maybe a year now. It's the surrender novena, something that the archbishop turned me on to. So just nine days of short little prayers written by one of Padre Pio's spiritual directors from the perspective of the Lord to us. He's talking straight to us. And the basic core message is relax. Relax. You can't do a thing about most of the things you're worried about. You gain absolutely nothing by trying to fix things you can't fix. You got to push the responsibility for all of that onto my plate. I can handle it. I know exactly what to do. I'm not worried. Push it onto me. Let me take care of it. Man, that has been transformative in my life especially if you grew up with one or two parents that were like frazzled. Like there's a lot of frazzled people out there. And if you grow up underneath that dominion, you can just get more easily frazzled. Like this is not Steve. Steve is cool as a cucumber, if you know him. Like, uh, but this has been transformative in my life. Absolutely transformative because I just pray it continually. So does the archbishop. That's where I got the idea for it. So we finish day nine, and the next day we start day one. It's like taking a multivitamin. It's like you just take this spiritual thing every single day. And the reason I do that, the reason we do that is actually really simple. It just works. You know me, I'm kind of like a quasi-pragmatist. I'm not a fan of stuff that doesn't work. I generally stick to things that actually get me measurable results. And this is one of the few prayers, concrete prayers that I know 
that consistently gets results. I pray it, and I can feel in my heart rest in the power of Jesus. Even if it's just for that time in prayer, I can feel the heart rest in the power of Jesus. This is what I want for all of us. At least one moment a day where we know in the core of our beings, Jesus is king. He's king of the universe. Power over everything, worried about nothing. To insert our heart into that reality. So if you're like me, you don't know exactly how to disentangle yourself from this nexus of incredible stressful things that we are in in the fallen world, um, this is an easy way to get started with it. Start praying these prayers today, I would recommend. Lord, I can't do it. I surrender to you. You take care of it. I can't fix this brokenness within myself. You take care of it. And he will take care of it. There's some copies of it in the back. I have a PDF of it on my phone. You can find it, but begin to pray it today on this incredible solemnity. And I promise you, nine days from now, you're going to experience on a significantly deeper level than maybe you ever have how powerful Jesus actually is and how much we can let our hearts rest inside of that infinite power.